0: Welcome to the Better Doctor Project podcast, where we link healthcare providers of all specialties to help us grow and learn from each other to be that much better for our patients. We sit down and talk about the fun things, the big and bright ideas, and we go over tons of practice tips and occasionally cover some pretty scandalous topics. Join us every episode to keep growing to become the best provider you can be. Let's get started. Welcome to Better Doctor Project, where we interview healthcare providers to tap into their experiences so we can turn our challenges into our biggest strengths. We hope today's episode inspires you to take the next step to become who you want to be in practice. I'm Dr. Beck.
1: And I'm Dr. Mac.
0: Let's get started.
1: Hey guys, Dr. Mack here. Welcome to episode one of Better Doctor Project. Today, we're here to help you define your own style of celebration when it comes to everyday wins with your patients and to determine how to create these special moments for each individual that's under your care. When we talk about wins today, we're referring to all the successes that happen both within your treatment plan in relation to your care, as well as our patients' daily lives. What are the best ways to respond to these special moments? Should they each be recognized? Is there such a thing as too much celebration? We're gonna ask how we help patients reach those goals. Usually, it comes down to fostering the right kind of motivation. Motivation looks different for each kind of patient, so to help us out today, we are so fortunate to have Dr. Sherry McAllister to dive into the moments behind patient success stories and talk about how to celebrate with our patients in a constructive way. Dr. McAllister gets to celebrate all kinds of wins with her patients in private practice as well as professionally in her work with the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress, Forbes, Boss Magazine, and so many more organizations. So Dr. Beck and I instantly knew we had to see if she would share all that experience with you today on how to create the right environment for patient success. So we are here with Dr. Sherry McAllister all the way from San Jose, California, and I cannot think of a better person to start talking about how we celebrate wins and successes and accomplishments with our patients because she has an absolute, totally infectious positivity while maintaining ultimate professionalism. So Sherry, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about this.
2: Oh, my pleasure, Annabelle. It's so, it's so good to be with you ladies. Thank you
1: for, for inviting me. Can you share with us some of the wins that you see in your practice
2: and the things that you like to celebrate with your patients? Absolutely. Well, one of them is obviously for many of my patients, they're, they're really trying to get themselves back fit and strong. And with that, we often talk about what's important to you because sometimes it has nothing to do with the scale. Sometimes it has to do with a dress or an event and really jumping into that patient's psyche on what would you like to see happen in the next three months as you get stronger and more willing to accomplish some of your goals and what you'll find the answer is what motivates them to come see you i had a boston marathoner who was coming in and she kept having chronic hip pain And it just kept coming on about mile 16. And so my question then to her was, if we treated you, what would be the greatest success story that you would have? And most people talk about, well, the pain would go away. That wasn't at all what what her story was. She wanted to have a personal record, a PR, um, for her dad who was suffering with cancer. And she wanted to take her Boston medal to the um, to the hospice where he was. And I tried to hold the, the tears back because now it motivated me to motivate her to be the best she could be so she could get her PR and her Boston Marathon. And we celebrated when she got her PR and she got her medal and she was off. And uh, it, it was a big moment. And... You could feel part of the family. It's a family thing now that when you ask the right questions, you'll get the answers that you need to motivate the patients. And for them
1: to motivate you, apparently.
2: Absolutely.
1: Just a gorgeous feedback loop. <laughs> Do you ever have patients who aren't you know, ready to celebrate their wins or who might be reluctant to focus on those positive
2: aspects? Absolutely those I call my greatest gifts because when when life is easy and you have a number of patients that come in and they love you and they're always winning, you're not learning. Um, As a doctor, you need to learn how to motivate your patients. So the, the ones that come in that are very almost antagonistic because they really don't want to be with you, but they're usually they get sent in. And usually it's, it's my male patients that come in and say, I'm only here because my wife made me do it. (laughs) And then I I literally just start laughing and they're like, why are you laughing at me? (laughs) I said, you're not the only one that's ever said that to me. And they're like, there's more of me. There's more people like me. (laughs) And so somehow you need to disengage that anger or animosity and actually say, look, It's clear that your significant other loves you so much that they don't want to see you continuing in the same unfortunate, constant wheel of pain and dysfunction. And if you are going to be successful, you are going to have to do the work. And that's when they get, they kind of, wait a minute, no, you're, you're supposed to fix this. I'm not fixing anything. It's your body that's going to fix it. And you got to help me because that's how we're going to be. If you can make that helping coaching plea, because as soon as you come off, like I know everything and I'm going to fix you. And it's all about me telling you what to do. you usually lose those kind of patients in that over experience and time. What I've, what I've recognized is I need to keep them involved and tapped into the real reason I'm wasting their time. And we'll joke about that. So let me waste your time today. I'm going to share showcase a couple exercises that you're going to go home and
1: do. <laughs> Motivation is so different. It comes in all shapes and sizes, just like our patients. And some patients, I think, respond really well to looking at how much they've accomplished, right? I did that thing. I Maybe they're cleaning their house. I cleaned that whole garage. But some patients, I think, and some people are motivated by what has yet to be done. Like yeah yeah you you did good job. you cleaned the room, but look how much else you have to do. Other people, I think that works the opposite way, and maybe they get dejected from that How do you determine what motivates your patients?
2: Well, a primary factor when you walk in a room with a patient is to ask them not you know how their pain level is and you know what what's breaking down in their life, but um, I ask them how their body's feeling or creating an opportunity for them just to vent sometimes just to see where they're at and then listen carefully to those words because as soon as a patient starts to tell you about, um, I was I was doing um, pushups and um, I could feel the tightness in my shoulders and I, I wanted to give up but I kept going and I made it worse, then I know how to motivate them because that means that they're overdoing it and you have to be able to determine for a patient often that more is not better and that we need to create an environment that's successful for you and not overdoing something that's causing this kind of pain. I get a lot of really fantastic CrossFit patients and they come in because most of them are overdoing it. And then we need to balance that with another way to create um, positive pieces in their life. And um, Extreme athletes are, are really interesting to treat because it doesn't matter if they're bleeding out, they're gonna keep going. <laughs> so, so you have to break into the psyche of challenging them with something different so that they can heal and you're still keeping them motivated to succeed and um, keep on task. Now that, that's I think one of the, the most difficult things is every patient is gonna have a different trigger and the more you watch their body language, the more you listen to the words that they say, and the more you ask questions about the treatment before, the more information you're going to get. Because when I say, you know what, we gave you the core basics one. How are they? How are they coming? What do you think of the third exercise? Hmm? Third exercise? <laughs> oh, that sheet. Oh, that that sheet didn't even come out of the the, the waiting room with me. Then you know you got to try something different. So I, I think it's going to be a formula that you're going to create based on the person and the opportunities they present when, and how much support they're getting. Because if you know their daughter and their, um, their significant other, you can slowly but surely say, you know those exercises I gave you? This is a family affair. It would be great for you guys to just, you know, huddle up and see who can do their exercises on a regular basis. I tend to do something like
0: that as well. I frequently joke if I'm ever treating um, a couple, and I give them those exercises and I'm only speaking to one of them, I'll say, hey, what a great opportunity for date night Friday. Whip out your exercises from Dr. Rebecca and you guys can work on your little back together. (laughs) Humor, Humor definitely helps a lot and just kind of meeting them halfway, recognizing that you want them to do things that might be outside their comfort zone, but you're only recommending things because you care, because you know it's going to help them in the long run. Oh, that's beautiful. Absolutely. To kind of piggyback off healthcare-related wins, um, I'm personally fascinated by the ability to make a patient feel stronger by even just the non-healthcare-related wins. Um, So for example, um, my current boss, he is so, so good at remembering patient birthdays and just even remembering to just check their chart for a birthday. And he gets even more excited when he sees it's the 40th, the 50th, the 60th. And he just makes it such a huge deal for them. And you can, mm-hmm. you can just sense that excitement with him. And patients all of a sudden are way, way more excited about their birthday than they were before they came in. Um, and how, how silly is it that something so small could make a patient so happy? But it's so true. I mean, have you found anything else besides that, that maybe is a common non-clinical
2: win? It, you know, I like to say that if you do your exercises and you come back in, you get to go to the, um, the treasure chest. And I, people will laugh at that because when you're going into the dentist and you're a kid, you get to put your hand in and you pulled a plastic ball out and that was like a big deal, but, um, like my rock tape, I, I cut them up into sample sizes. I'm like, you know what? You did your exercises. Come on, pick your pick your pick your gift. And it's the funniest thing. Like Theraband tubing. Um, if they've really done a good job, throw them a foam roller. You know, it's it's not all about you know having them buy something. It's about keeping them motivated. I guarantee you. You give patients a roll-on Biofreeze when their feet are hurting. They're gonna love you forever. And yeah. and it's that kind of just. Thinking about the patient and the more you can give, it's amazing how much you will return back in, in accolades. Like they trust you like nobody else. I think when you can create those non-win, non-clinical wins as well, and just making their life happy. And I love you know thinking about their birthdays. I, I was walking down the stairs at my son's orientation night for, it was this fall for his um, high school senior year and I was going down the stairs, and one of the patients that I have in my in my practice was a mother at the same school, and she said, thank you for the oh. birthday card. That is great. <laughs> that is so sweet, and I thought that was really sweet.
1: I love it. Yeah, and I don't know about you guys. I am like a serial hugger, not for people that don't want it, but I mean we're always like excitement and it just feeds off each other. And like, I'm just such a huggy person. And I know, you know, there are a lot of arenas where we want to put on our professional hats and then there are arenas where we, like you, Sherry, want to, you know, you're, you're wearing your mom hat um, when you're with your boys. So are there ever times where you have to balance, right? Too much celebration or too much friendliness, too much closeness when you're celebrating wins with your patients. How do you
2: find that happy balance? Well, it starts with expectations and communication. So if a patient comes in and um, they know right from the get go that you have their best interests in mind, they will treat you differently. And you can never you can never ever get close to the fire because you will get burned. And what I mean by that is there's absolutely no way you can ever have a sexual joke or connotation. No way you you talk politics ever. No way you talk religion ever. As soon as you get close to that fire, you're gonna have an issue at some point. And I also think, especially um, with some of the female practitioners, is how you um, address The male patient who does say something inappropriate for me is, I always start with a little bit of a stand back and smile and and very kindly say, it's your health that you're here for. And I want to make sure I'm the best provider of healthcare there can be. And so I want you to feel comfortable, but there is a professional boundary here that I always want to maintain for your safety and your health. I've never had a problem, and I've I've only had to address three three times in twenty five years, uh, where it was it was more than just what I just did, which was coming out of the office, and it wasn't to me. It was a it was to a staff member, and you have to have a a, um, a moment where you take a big breath and know that <clears throat> they're going to have feelings and. You want to be sincere and appropriate and professional. And no one wants to feel like they're being reprimanded, but they want to know what the right thing to do is.
0: So it's funny you mentioned that because that's actually one of our upcoming episodes, uh, because that is such a hot topic right now, not only obviously within our profession, but healthcare at large. I mean, nurses are constantly dealing with that, you know, primary care physicians. um, It really doesn't matter. I mean, this can happen in any patient setting and I've actually went to a conference earlier this year, and several mail providers even reached out saying that they've had it happen to them. So I just feel like there's, um, a lot that needs to be said about that. And so Annabelle and I have um, really wanted to make sure that was an upcoming episode. We have two great colleagues who are currently doing research on it. Um, So it's so funny that you mentioned that because it's it's a big deal.
2: I will stay tuned. I'd like to see the research on
0: it too. (laughs) We are definitely excited.
1: (laughs) We can't wait. And I also think that most of us can't wait to get started working on all these things with celebrating wins. And do you have any tips for getting started on this right away? Like tomorrow when we go into the office, what are the first things that you would focus on or suggest that we implement to be able to start
2: focusing on these wins with patients? I For, for the wins for the patients that um, you know very well, and that, um, as soon as they tell, you know, I did, I did a whole, my whole sheet of core exercises. Um, I would think that putting together something that might inspire them to keep going would be nice. And for me, we have little acu balls, which are trigger point balls that they can roll. They're, they're not very expensive. And I come in and say, you know, if you're doing your core exercises and you're working hard, chances are you're going to get a few trigger points. I got a little gift for you. And here it is. Um, you can also give them some reading materials that, um, may inspire them. I, I have a live for vitality, always, um, sheet that I give them. And when we, it's an exercise sheet and it's, it's actually for the leg stretches. But when I give it to them, one of the things that I say to them is that their vitality is based on how much, um, goodness they are putting out into the universe. And then I'll give them a list of, of really, um, strong reading material that will make them more inspired to keep going. And um, I think as we can do small things w- with great love, then our patients will respect and um, really enjoy that. You can give them podcasts to listen to, you know, send them an email saying, I'm so proud of the fact that you're you're doing such a great job. I wanted to um, share with you something that that meant a lot to me. Here's and and share with them on email and tell them that an email is coming from you to celebrate the win that they have. Then the other nice thing is, you know, you can go crazy. You can do um, funny little things like um, a cupcake with a candle in it. It could be a, you know, healthy cupcake, you know, small little things um, to enjoy it. One of the things I like to do is the sample packs of Biofreeze. Um, They're so simple. And, you know, I know they're going out for a weekend um, 26 miler, And, you know, I come into the room and say, I've got something ready for your run. As soon as you're done and you've achieved your goal, and I hand them the sample packs. That just makes it fun for them. I love that. And,
1: you know, you're talking about all those different ways to appreciate our patients and and their accomplishments and talking about, you know, the love. And it reminded me of the love languages. I don't know if you guys have ever taken that quiz, but I really, a friend of mine told me about it in relation to staff members. And I think that's so neat to evaluate where, where's your staff, right? We talk about celebrating wins with our patients, but we also celebrate wins with our staff, right? Whether it's internal office goals or the fact that we're celebrating the a patient win but with our staff and we succeeded as as providers and as staff to to help a patient achieve their goal and it was so interesting my friend suggested to do the love languages quiz with your whole staff so that you know you know one person might really need a physical pat on the back right maybe physical touch is there the way that they receive love or maybe it is that email maybe it's words of affirmation maybe it's quality time just taking a minute to talk to them So. I, it goes the same way for our patients too. Really, just determining what motivates them the most, and uh, with words of affirmation, do you have any key phrases that you like to use with those patients?
2: I I have quite a bit of quotes that I, I like to um, to to create for my patients, and one of them is change because that's what's going to happen when they come into my office. So it, it is a Socrates quote. And it's the secret to change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, the old exercises, the old injuries, the old stuff they used to do, but on building the new. And so I keep trying to motivate them on what are we building? How are we building it? How are you feeling? What level of, of, of strength do you feel that you've accomplished? Your, your relative perceived um, evaluation, your RPEs, where, where are you at in excitement for where you're going in, in your personal health care goals? And um, that is kind of leads me to the, my second quote, which I absolutely love, is, When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So, so many come in and they're just despondent because they've tried everything. And then I tell them to stop thinking that way. We got to change the way you're looking at things. Otherwise, the things you look at will never change. And they become a little more like a flower that was wilting. And I was like, all of a sudden, it's like, really, you can, you can help me? You think you can help me? (laughs) And that that can make a whole world of difference from someone who just can't walk up the stairs to their house because their knee pain is so bad to someone that um, really has um, one of my favorite patients is um, 87 years old. And the cardiologist that um, that called me for this patient said, we can't do surgery. He has severe hypnosis. We're unsure what to do. They They said, you know, we're sending them to you because we're not sure what to do. And I said, thank you. I really appreciate that. All he heard from the Stanford doctors is that we can't do anything for you. That's really disturbing for a patient. So all he heard from me is we have so many things that we can do that are going to change your life forever. And he, he plays golf with his brother now. He could barely walk down the hallway. It took time and it was going to take time because we all know that the body heals in good time. And so if he had to quit on me in, in month three, it would have been over. It took him six months to be able to get to a point where he could do all of his exercises and he was motivated to do them. So it's, it's really setting the expectation. This is not a quick fix, but we're going to change your life. It's going to happen and we're going to do it together. And that's what he needed to hear. Because I understand the academics of where the Stanford doctors were. We can't do this and we can't do that. And I don't know what to do here. And here, take the patient. (laughs) And it's our goal as a physician to encourage them because hope is one of our greatest pieces, faith, hope, and love. And if there is no hope, it's hard to have faith. And love dissipates.
1: Well, I'm ready to get started tomorrow, so (laughs) let's go. All of that is
0: exactly why this matters. I mean, that entire story is exactly why we as providers have to be able to provide that for our patients. If we can't, we're missing out on countless
1: opportunities like that 87-year-old. And this is precisely why we needed to talk today about all of this and why we need to share our collective experience in order to better serve our patients. So thank you so much so much Dr. McAllister for being on with us tonight we so appreciate everything
2: my pleasure ladies good on you and keep it up
1: great work we'll start tomorrow <laughs> hey
0: guys it's Dr. Beck thank you so much for listening to today's episode tuning in today means that you are taking that next step to become the best healthcare provider you can be To find out more information about Dr. Sherry McAllister, please go ahead and check out the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress at f4cp.org. We will also add her information to the show notes on our website where you can learn so much more about her and all of the other great content from today's episode of BDP. And don't forget, we are brand new, so share us with your friends and colleagues from all health specialties so they can learn and grow with us too. Make sure you also subscribe to our podcast to get all of our upcoming episodes. Thanks for listening. See you next time.
1: We loved connecting with you today on this episode of the Better Doctor Project. We can't wait to share our next podcast with you in just two weeks. Same time, same place. Until then, pop over to Instagram to follow us at Better Project or keep up with us at BetterDoctorProject.com.
0: hey, thanks for listening. To learn more, find us on Instagram or Facebook at Better Doctor Project, or check out our website, BetterDoctorProject.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share us with a friend. It helps us reach more healthcare providers who are also striving to make an impact. Thanks again. See you next time.